0: Morning, team. Nice to be company. Welcome to Friday, and you're all going. Thank goodness it's Friday. Now, on the subject of snogging, which appears to have run for nearly twenty four hours now on LBC, I don't want to see it either. No, but there's I couldn't a difference. care less
1: who it is. There's a difference. difference there's a the difference of what? between a kiss. I, I imagine that it's acceptable to snog as long as it's up to your, the standard of your first kiss. No, it's you can not. Imagine if it's your first kiss and it's your and it's quite a short little snog. It's fine. If it's when it's like a proper snog. It's horrible. Yeah, but I don't like that from anybody. I don't. I mean, to me, it makes no. I couldn't
0: care less whether they're black, white, pink, green, you know. And I, I really couldn't care less. I just don't want to stand in a pub, you know, when two people, if, if they're so much in love that they've got to start kissing. Bloody well go home! But, that, but that's fine. But yeah. then throw everyone out that does it. Don't just throw out the gay couple. That yes, does but, look, but exactly. Yeah, but put it this way: lots of pe- you, if, if you go to rugby pubs, yeah. you will find, and around Twickenham, lots of the rugby boys, you know, snog each other, hold hands. Yeah. They do everything else, and people just accept it. If it's two people seriously snogging their face off each other in in a pub, which and it.
1: You know, I can understand the landlord going, listen, it's as offensive that as somebody dropping their trousers. But then why wouldn't you stop a straight couple doing that? It was a bar in Soho, for goodness sake. It was a bar in Soho.
0: Well, I mean, I, I would, you know, uh, there is a great line in a film, and I can't remember which one it is, and it's two two gay guys, and they're sitting on a boat, and this couple starts snogging, and one of the gay guys leans around to the straight couple and says, excuse me, I find this really offensive, can you not do it? Yeah. Some people... Listen, people find everything offensive. They find, you know, too, too fat,
1: too drunk, too Look, this... Too I, I agree that there offensive. are some situations... Admittedly, I think the landlord was a bit stupid. <laughs> very stupid. Very stupid and very naive. And it's like, this. is isn't... I agree that there yeah. are some situations, and this is what I was discussing on the show, where, you know, if you were in a pub in the middle of the nowhere in the Outer Hebrides or wherever, I don't even know the Outer Hebrides, but if it was somewhere... I think you do. In the middle of, <laughs> of you know, a sleepy <laughs> village somewhere mm-hmm. that may never encounter gay people, sometimes maybe it would just be... Better. You might want to kiss your boyfriend in there but it would be best probably not to, but yes, in a pub how to behave, in don't they? Soho it's a pub in Soho come yeah, but on then,
0: But then some people are incredibly <laughs> naive, you're not know some people are like that I mean you've only got to see the people who walk about the streets of London they're a bit stupid. You know, all it does, it just reinforces people's prejudices. The moment you start talking about it is the moment all the old homophobes, and if they're homophobic, they're racist. If they're racist, they're anti-Semitic. They've got the whole, everything on their shoulder. I Mm. should imagine you you probably got inundated with emails and text messages from people going, it's right, they should have been thrown out. No, do you know
1: what? It was better than normal. I kind of set out my stall at the start because, as you know, I don't always like to to do that conversation too often because yeah. it can be a bit depressing um whereas i set up my stall quite often and saying look mm. can we have an intelligent conversation about that and then can we hear from people who aren't mm. homophobic but perhaps have a problem with it So i've got a lot of uh, mm. calls from people who weren't homophobic like straight guys who didn't consider themselves homophobic but still don't like seeing two men kissing and i think that's well, okay I don't want
0: to
2: see it either
1: yeah
0: I, I, I just don't want to see anybody snogging. You're like, homophobic, it's, it's, exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm,
0: but, it, but it's it, it's almost the same as you know. It's, it's legal to have sex, but you don't do it in public. No, there of are course but that's different. Things. If you're sitting in a restaurant, you're out there to have some dinner. I don't want to sit opposite a couple who are snogging the face of each no, other. No, no, but that's and admittedly, different. probably two queens sitting in there, they're probably think you know. You don't have to look around and think. Wait a minute, it's anything... You know, you just learn to control. You might have urges that
1: you mm. learn to control. But a, a kiss is different to a full-on snog with touching and all of that. Is it? Really? But we don't
0: know what it was, do we?
1: We do not know. Was it, was it just a, on the cheek? They had a snog, Like
0: and I then... do to my producer every morning. I come in, I do... Admittedly, they're bending over at the time, but it makes no difference.
1: Yeah, of course. Well, uh, I wondered why he had that <laughs> pained look on his face. <laughs> He's not well either. Everybody's ill today. I know,
0: I'm getting croaky. I yeah. hope I'm OK. No, you look a bit better than you did a minute ago when you sort of dragged your carcass in. I thought, we're going for an Oscar here. Uh, <laughs> mummy dearest. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but, it's bit, it, but to be honest with you, at the end of the day, it, it draws attention to the pub and to the prejudices of the landlady, mm. who probably has got some very butch, stupid people who stand in there who
1: don't like that kind of thing. But, but actually, all the people in the pub were complaining saying this is outrageous you can't say that to these oh, really? people yeah there, there were people the witnesses that they've got were the ones saying and actually right. i wonder if they egged them on a bit to do it again because a lot of the people around them were saying this is outrageous you can't talk like yeah. this to these mm. these people i do wonder though it does worry me that these people are running a pub have they not stepped out the door of their pub in a while <laughs> they must they must not for- they must forget where their pub well, is located i don't know i mean i mean anybody can run a pub you're Anybody tripping, can run it's a in pub. Middle of, it's on Broadwick Street if you're going to say it's in the middle of Soho. <laughs> it's yeah. In the middle of Soho.
0: Is it is it a big pub or is it a like a market traders' pub? I'm I i do not know. I think I
1: think it's near the market traders bit, actually. Oh right, okay. Because <clears throat> there is a pub on the left hand side.
0: And I think I've walked down Broadwick Street, yeah. which is the market during the week sometimes, and there is a pub on the
1: left hand side, which looks a bit old fashioned, yeah, I thing. think. I think I've been there. And I th- could tell you next no, I can look at the text from the person who I met in there.
0: Oh right. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but then you're. Gonna, I, I think you're right. You're going to get this in little pubs out of town. And we, we've discussed before, and you've discussed before, people who live in little villages, they haven't seen things like that. They've only read about it on the television. It just reinforces their own
1: prejudices. Yeah, and uh, hold on, I'll tell you if I've been to the pub. All oh, right. I can my tummy, I'm sorry, this morning. Oh, are you a bit hungry? No, no,
0: not in the slightest. No, I'm really not hungry this morning. Um, I was was too busy listening to this conversation thinking, listening to some people saying, oh, I don't like this. And you could tell the moment you heard somebody's voice exactly which line they were going to be taking. But I don't want to see anybody snogging in pubs. I don't mind holding hands. Holding hands is great, but if you can't control yourself till you get home, you're going to get a slap round the back of your ankles. Because it's it's the sort of thing. It does offend some people. hmm. Not... Not offend me, I just don't want to see it all the time. No, no, but I If agree. I'm walking down the street and there's some fat lardy bird, you know, with the grey, you know, tracksuit bottoms, and her boyfriend's got his hand shoved down the back mm. of her pants, I find that offensive. But I,
1: I agree, but if there's going to be... If it's going to be stopped, it should be stopped for everyone oh. and not just for a minority. And that's that, that, We that's are true.
0: sure they were a homosexual couple?
1: Oh, yes, they were. Because you get a lot of straight boys who've had a few drinks. No, they, they were on a date. Oh. God love them. But, I mean,
0: how stupid. You go on a date and
1: you go to a pub. How naff. <laughs> I'm sorry, dears. Go home and do a quiche. Yeah, but wouldn't it have been a lovely, lovely uh, reflection of multicultural, mo- multi-everything London if a straight... Have every been outside couple, this door recently? a gay couple could go to a straight pub have and have a kiss. Have been
0: outside this door recently? Can you imagine skipping through Leicester Square, holding hands with your partner... I think we should, try it, it it think we should try it, Steve. I think we should try it, Steve. Margaret had the right idea. I'm getting more scared by you but it. Because <laughs> I tell you, I reckon you could be knifed before you got to the end sure. of uh, of the kebab shop. Hey,
1: to to a chat with Margaret... I was absolutely horrified to hear that the uh, world's oldest man at 113 has died. And I wondered who's going to be in at five o'clock to present the show. Did you? I wonder why I got a text message going, you OK? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I had that one. I know, yes, it's very, very funny for a lot
0: of other people. Uh, what did I do yesterday? I'm trying to do what I did yesterday. You know I mean? I keep, every day I keep meaning to do my, my books and take them to my accountant. I haven't oh, quite got round to it yet. It's only going to take like an hour. And yesterday I went, oh,
1: I'll do it later, I'll do it later. And I keep putting it off. So today, when I get in, I'm definitely going to do it. Yeah, I had to pay the tax man yesterday. I had to pay him? Yes. pay him? Well, I had to transfer some money. I didn't realise I hadn't transferred enough in January. And they were sending oh, me really? nasty letters. Yeah, and I didn't realise. How
0: short were you? So, you uh, to say? I, I,
1: uh, well, uh, uh, enough. Oh, right. Enough to be annoyed. Oh, no,
0: I always pay the whole thing. I
1: just get it well, transferred. Well, I thought I account. could pay the other bit in July. You know, sometimes no, you could pay a bit in January and the other bit indeed. in July. And... Um, See,
0: now, I, I fell foul of this years and years ago, years and years ago, when... Um, I had, let's say, a slightly dodgy accountant. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't quite paying the money over to the tax man. And, and then I learnt I've got to save my tax money, because whatever happens at the end of the year, my money has got to be in there. Mm. So I'm I'm very good now, with the help of my bank, of putting aside money every month. Yeah. Because it's, it's it's great to have it coming in and going, oh, whoopee I can go out and buy, you know, a swizzle stick or patisserie Valerie cakes or something like that.
1: For but, you, right. but you, you can't. I can't. I do make sure it's there. Yeah, so I, if they, I've got if to they set come up back a standing and say, order. You have a
0: bill for seventy five thousand quid. I'm going to make sure I've got seventy five thousand quid in there. Yeah, I haven't, of course, but just in case Carl gets a bit oh my excited. My God, is your
1: tax bill seventy five thousand pound. My God, how much are you on per show? Um, well, I don't know. I'm just, I was limited to that. I think that was, of, I was a little slip. there. 75 grand tax bills, so Yeah, just I do, yeah but I'll, I'll ask anybody. I like working. I do yeah, come into co- work. Oh, my God, honestly. Yeah, your answer phone is, I'll do it. Yeah. Well, it's just, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the yeah, question is, yeah, yes. Yes, just email me the dates. Yes,
0: ju- just tell me the dates. And then t- and, and the money isn't even primary.
1: No.
3: It
0: really oh, of isn't. Of course not. But it's, it's, it's just purely the work, because <laughs> I think the work keeps you young.
1: Yeah, I've said it before. Nuclear war just a locusts tsunami you will still yes. be sitting I'll here I'll be
0: sitting here with sort of giant grotesque
1: creatures towering over me with Your with huge mantles. cockroaches and... everything yes. and it will be you and, and people will be people will be tuning in to find out what the hell they need to do whether and they should going... build nuclear bunkers yeah. and you'll be like Katie Price where it's is she yes. <laughs> Katie Price where is she when you need her
0: where is she going to get her hair extensions now all the shops <laughs> have been blown up yeah, you have to think of these things. Do but I,
1: see, uh, Former uh, reporter here, Amanda Walker, who is now a uh, Moscow correspondent. Yes, yes, yes. Do you see her report yesterday that they're selling hair now yes. in Russia? Yes, oh, but
0: they always have done. Yeah. Where do you think real hair wigs come from? Yeah. They come from... A lot of them, nuns. The roaring trade. Huge trade. If you've got long, long mm. hair, they cut it off. It's, you get paid by the inch, but they're looking for long... Oh, well, God, yes. I'm that's going nothing to,
1: new. I'm going to Mitzi in Battersea uh, in Hello yeah. uh, Gorgeous. She's still
0: allowed to work, is she? Yeah,
1: and uh, she's, uh, she's going to do you my hair this go weekend. to a salon, do you, to have that done? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> it's <laughs> I is it a that people... salon and
0: stylist. I know somebody called Graham, and he has... Slightly less hair than you, and he goes to a salon where they charge him, I think thirty-five pounds, yeah. and then he pays so much. I said, "Are you I mad?" You cut and blow dry. You cut and blow dry that. Yes. For what reason? Well, to, to have it styled. Look, I had my hair cut yesterday by, by Mariosh, mm. and and he sort of cuts clippers mm. and then sort of shaves your neck and does all the bits and pieces. Wow,
1: you know, it's all the fly mode. <laughs> 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 it's Not very nice, but but that that would be eight pounds. Oh, well, this is this is a professional salon. This a, is a professional salon run by a Greek. Are you telling me the Greeks a, don't
0: run professional salons? Getting a
1: you know pr- proper cut and blow dry. So it's mitty and Hello Girl Gorgeous will be doing that for cut. me. Get your hair cut professionally, George. You just
0: yeah. He doesn't. I bet he just cuts it himself. You do, You're you to cut too That's such it. an
1: insult. You cut your own hair. That's so
0: insulting. Of of you <laughs> I don't think we need that kind of fighting talk. <laughs> Otherwise, I should be sitting on the patisserie, Valerie Cakes today. I don't know. Anyway, it's great to see you. Listen, and go home, sweat it out for the weekend. Yeah, you really. I'm, if you if you've got a cold or you feel a bit ill, you really shouldn't go coming. out. It's a cough that's coming. Oh God! So that, it's not that's not the cough it that gets the coffin they carry you often. Oh, well, you're a rev sunshine, aren't you? I know. So anyway, <laughs> uh, look forward to the funeral next week.
2: See
1: you later. No, you uh,
0: must be, you must definitely be careful with the cough. Yeah, I will. Gargle hot hot water, hot hot lemon. Yeah, don't go out and out and, and don't yeah. talk. Please don't talk.
1: tell me not to breathe.
0: Well, that's a thought. Anyway. Uh, See you later. later. Christo, back with you next week. LBC 97.3. The time now, (laughs) 5.15. These are the headlines. Transport problems could wreck the smooth running of the London 2012 Olympics. The London Assembly Transport Committee is concerned about how the network will cope with the extra 5 million visitors and sports fans. The Prime Minister and the US President say a future Libya with Colonel Gaddafi is never going to happen. They've also warned they'll never betray the country by withdrawing the NATO forces and will keep up airstrikes. And a pub in Soho is facing accusations of homophobia, as a gay couple claim they were asked to leave the premises for kissing. The men were reportedly on a date together at the pub on Broadwick Street, and they were asked to stop kissing by another customer. Let's have a check on the state of the roads. It's Jay Louise.
3: Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. Well, big problems for the station.
0: Morning every 18 minutes past five at Steve Allen's early breakfast. I had to laugh earlier on. It was either Christo who mentioned it or somebody else when they were saying, you know, you're going to be offended by two blokes kissing or two girls kissing, whoever it is. And somebody said, how would you feel if a young man sat down in a pub with an old lady and you think, oh, that's sweet, he's brought his grandmother out and then they started snogging. Well, I immediately thought Wayne Rooney. I never thought anything at all about, you know, that, that's your grandmother coming out, just thought it'd be Wayne Rooney. And then, of course, the top actor who bedded Wayne Rooney's hooker took his life in his hands because her boyfriend is a gun-running gangster. Vice girl Helen Wood, just call her, you know, woman who sleeps with anything for money, claims she charged a world-famous star for sex. And pals say her gang-boss boyfriend, Lewis Larson, will be furious about the revelation. I mean, he's actually serving five years for gun-running. Why would he be furious if his girlfriend's a prostitute? <laughs> you know, quite, quite clearly, unless Lewis is a bit stupid, she's a prostitute, she sleeps with people. Why would he be furious? You know, obviously immensely stupid, I think. Jerry Seinfeld stunned televiewers with an astonishing attack on our absurd royal family. He blasted Prince William and Kate Middleton's wedding as a circus act and called the Queen a fake, who likes playing dressing up. There you go. I mean, this, you know, you're always going to get criticism, aren't you? I don't think anybody worries. He has to get some attention because he's got a series of shows over here. Coming up now. To be honest with you, I'm not a fan of of Jerry Seinfeld. I know some people love that kind of thing. I just I just don't get that that kind of thing at all. But there again, I don't get Ricky Gervais. And yet, I loved Extras. I didn't like The Office. I just thought it was naff. But the Americans like that kind of thing. So that's good. I mean, I don't mind. It's, luckily we've got a free free country. You can roughly say what you like over here. But I was I was thinking the other day there was a great story which we mentioned on the t- on the uh, on the program yesterday morning, and it was about. Uh, a new series on Channel 5, something about waking the dead or walking... Whatever it was, the advert appeared on the side of a building and the other side of the advert was a funeral director. And, and when I read it, I went, oh, honestly, how, how funny would that be? You put an advert up for waking the dead on Channel 5 and then there's a co-op funeral. And I thought, oh, how stupid am I? This is a setup. It's a setup up because what they've done is, that otherwise nobody would know what was on Channel 5 at all. So what they do is, they go, right, have, have, do we have any sites where there's a funeral director next door? They go, yeah, there's one here. OK, put, put the sign up on that, and that'll offend everybody. And so they do that, and of course it makes coverage in all the papers, thus giving Channel 5 and old Richard Desmond a bit of publicity. <laughs> it was so clever. I was amazed that I didn't actually think of it before. Amazed, I didn't think of it. Nice to see old David Asseloff was out on the town the other night. I'm doing a, a Welsh accent because he's got a girlfriend. He's he's nearly sixty, and she's thirty-one, and she's model. Okay, her name's Haley Roberts. A uh, little bit old at thirty-one to be model, so presumably she's not quite made it. And uh, Alex Reid was out on the town the other night. Um, that's all you could say. Alex Reid was out on the town the other night. The Beckhams are looking for a place to live. I don't know why. They've got loads of places to live in this country. Katie Price has sparked rumours she's to marry for the third time. Oh dear. Who cares? And the, the other thing is uh, that they, they've got a celebrity coach trip coming up. This is the one that. Uh, who didn't want to go on it? I can't remember. Was it Jodie Marsh? Well known has been. But it's got Michael Barrymore on it, uh, Brian Bellow, and Spencer Smith. It's a real zedless coach trip, this one. They, they can't find any celebrity. The last one, I think, had Colin and Justin. Two naff Scottish Marys who turned up and it was so boring and they got kicked off very quickly. On this one, though, they've also got Lizzie Cundy. Oh, God, how dreadfully boring. Uh, 42, must be the uh, oldest old hag in the business. Alex Best. God, blimey, still trotting that one out. And Gary Cochran and Phil Turner. I mean, how laughable is that? How lo- what a naff coach trip. All these Z-listers together. It's tragically awful, isn't it, really? much of course, it's so nice that uh, all these people can take time out to go on the coach trip because they haven't got any other work at all. I do like uh, Sky Living's new uh, show, which is called The Hunks. And what it is, it's uh, a load of people who they think are hunky, except one of them has uh, stunned the rest of them by coming out as gay. And then it's admitted as well said he doesn't actually fancy any of the other blokes on there. He said, I think they were gutted, I didn't fancy them. I shouldn't think so. Uh, Dancer Dominic Carpenter, the clue is in the word dancer, uh, comes from Newquay in Cornwall. He says, I'm the only other gay in the village. I shouldn't think so. Have you ever been to Newquay? A veritable fairyland, ladies and gentlemen. A veritable fairyland down there. Weather for today: predominantly cloudy, bright intervals occurring at times. Uh, it might be some showers this afternoon. So we were told yesterday. Never saw, never saw a dicky bird. Tonight, dry. Showers around at first, then dying away. Minimum 12 centigrade. Today, it'll reach 16, warmer than yesterday. And Saturday, cloudy occasional bright intervals, scattered showers developing with a few sharp ones possible, especially around the middle of the day. The high tomorrow, 15 degrees centigrade. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, mainly dry, brighter sunny spells and feeling warm. It's up and down all over the place, isn't it? It really is absolutely up and down. You know, you cannot gauge what the weather is going to be like just by, you know, I'll I'll read that and then I'll tell you. By the way, uh, it's next week that Dave Berry is on Celebrity Juice. Thank you, Paul, in Manchester. So, uh, next week, Dave Berry on Celebrity Juice. How lovely. Uh, Paul Simon has been revealed as a surprise star at the Glastonbury Festival. Gosh, how wonderful. Paul Simon. Oh, I love Paul Simon. Are you going to Glastonbury? How are you? don't somehow see you sitting in a tent for three days or something. Are you doing that? Are you going to, in a tent? Oh, right. You went to Reading festival? Oh, I couldn't go down there. I used to work in in Reading, and every time they used to have the Reading festival, all these grubby people used to turn up, and uh, <laughs> I've been mean that in the nicest possible way. And then, strangely enough, I can always see them leaving for Waterloo for Reading, or wherever it is, because it's all these boys. It's obviously quite upmarket, isn't it? It's obviously a very, very middle-class thing to do, because all, you can always tell public school boys as opposed to ordinary secondary modern, and it's because they, they just wear floppy hair better and they don't have as many tattoos as the boys who go to the sec mod, and they're all there, and they've got all these sort of coats and things like that. But you could just tell by the way that they they behave that they come from a better family than the other people who perhaps would sort of jump up and down at an adamant gig or something like that. All due respect to adamant people, I just couldn't think of anybody else at the the particular time. Um, Colleen's agony. Colleen and Wayne Rooney are determined to keep their marriage together. Despite being plunged into turmoil over the latest claims by the prostitutes he slept with, uh, the couple thought they'd ridden this storm. I mean, to be honest with you, are we supposed to feel sympathy for the Roonies? Are we supposed to feel sympathy that he sort of looked at her and went, not tonight, love, and wandered off with somebody else? And then all of a sudden they go, we've ridden the storm. You think, well, ridden the storm that he made... You know, and now it turns out there's loads of these footballers sleeping with prostitutes and sleeping with girls who are desperate to sell the stories because that's the only way that they can ever make a little bit of money. And then they go on television and then they turn up on celebrity reality shows and they go, what was your claim to fame, dear? And they go, I slept with somebody. All right, good, that's cool, isn't it? So you're happy with that situation in your life, are you? You know, it was like every time we used to look at poor Jodie Marsh, she must be about 70 by now, I should imagine, she'd turn up in nightclubs wearing, you know, a belt or a little bit of gaffer tape over her rather saggy boobs. And I used to sort of look at her thinking, do you know, if you want to look cheap and, and tarty, you've kind of achieved it. Uh, intelligent, you ain't. And all that. then they have to come up with stories like, oh, you know, it was terrible, I was this and that. And because of the result of being bullied, it made me rebel and do this. Well, as I said before, everybody was bullied. Everybody was bullied at school at some point. Unless you were the bloke who did the bullying, everybody was bullied. Sometimes even the bloke who did the bullying was the bully. And that's how it works. So, you know, they all do it, and then they sit there, and, they, oh, thank for God's sake, an excuse for being filthy and disgusting. I do not need it, I'm afraid. I do not need it. Uh, whatever happened as Britain's Got Talent returns tomorrow, and then we discover that Britain actually hasn't got any talent, I'm afraid. It's the same stupid people. Uh, the Stavros Act still going uh, strong. What happens when that kid gets looks? I've got no idea. And when he grows up, it's just going to look a bit sad then, isn't it? Uh, Tina and Chandy... This is the music teacher Tina Humphrey, and this, bloody, you've got another dog act this time round. By that, I mean it's not a girl band. it is is a dog act. It's somebody with two dogs, and um, there are loads of professional people out there with dogs. In fact, there were two last time. I had Kate and Jin, and uh, she's a person who teaches a dog to dance. So, in other words, all the animal lovers go up in arms over a few elephants in a circus, and yet do absolutely nothing about a trained dog that is trained to jump around on its on its back pause, thus providing, I should imagine, immeasurable damage to it. But nobody complains about that, do they? Perhaps they might this time round. DJ Talent. Turned out to be DJ No Talent. Uh, Connected. Yeah, see all these names that you've forgotten about. Twist and Pulse. Apparently they are actually featuring uh, Colwyn Bay on May the 2nd Prom Day. So that's good. Um, Cheeky Monkeys were two little children uh, called Krista Hyatt and Charlie Dixon, who reached these semi-finals this year. And, um, apparently, uh, Charlie is at the Hammond School in Cheshire, hopes to become a stage star, right? And Chris, who still dances, is at secondary school. That's nice, isn't it? So good luck to everybody. And Charlie Green, the 14-year-old from Droitwich, that, uh, I think now his his, his voice has broken. And the moment your voice breaks, that's, that's when you're in big trouble. You go from, oh, for the wings, to the wings of the dove. LBC. This is L. Morning everybody, Early Breakfast, LBC at 97.3 And uh, there's a new show starting on ITV tomorrow uh, It's called Sing If You Can It's hosted by, I think, Keith Lemon and Stacey Solomon So, two bits of inane presenting And it's got a real A-list uh, on it uh, Brendan Cole and, um, and the NAF Brigitte Nielsen how boring. How boring. Um, so we were talking the other day about boring TV shows, and I don't I that nobody ever asks you, nobody ever asks you, the great British public, you know, do you want to see this? So before they actually go to make a programme, would it not be nice if they asked you and, and sort of said, you know, shall we waste money doing this or would you not watch it anyway? I know that Noreen's going off to Loose Women today. i just hope Colleen's not on there. Have you noticed? She is fatter as anything at the moment. She has just ballooned. And yesterday they had uh, Paul O'Grady on who was very good because they had Scylla on. Now I love Scylla but I think she's out of place on the panel. If she's going to go on there she's, she's got to dress down. You cannot wear these outfits that you used to wear on surprise, surprise. The unexpected gets you between the eyes. We don't want to see any of that. And, uh, and Colleen just the trouble is if you notice Colleen she can't contribute to a conversation so she thinks she's funny. She's not funny at all. 84850 is my text number. You might want to continue this conversation that people had earlier on with Christo about the uh, the gay kiss in the pub in Soho, uh, and the fact that the landlady is apparently, allegedly supposed to have said it was obscene, and uh, and they asked them to. Apparently, a customer complained, and everybody else in the pub was going, "No, no, no!" This, you know, what's the matter with it? For goodness' sake! And I said, "I don't want to watch snogging in a pub," and in fact, most of us here agreed that I don't care who it is, whether they're gay, straight, pink, white, blue. Two sheep. I couldn't care less. I don't like watching people snog. I find it a bit... just a bit naff, I'm afraid. I agree. It is it is horrible, isn't I it? I can't bear it. Christo... This is John Warrington. Good morning. Uh, was, was saying, um... You know, because it's it's obviously a homophobic thing. And, to be honest with you, it probably is. And generally, people are homophobic or racist, anti-Semitic. They've got all the prejudices.
2: Yeah, they just don't like it.
0: They don't like it. But I don't want to see kissing in a pub. If I'm sitting down, if just suppose Carl and I are out for a pint or something like that, you know, discussing rugby and, you know, things like that, and a couple sit down and, and sit opposite you and start snogging, you're going to be sitting there thinking,
2: Oh,
0: God. I mean, there's lots of things I find offensive. I got on the train yesterday... And a girl gets on, quite clearly just arrived out of bed, and proceeds to empty the contents of a handbag onto the table in front of her and start applying or troweling on her makeup. And, of course, I do my usual thing. I always go... Mm-hmm, like that. <laughs> and then look through the window, hoping that they
2: haven't sort of worked out <coughs> it so, its me. So, I don't think it's offensive. I just think it's naff kissing. It's also... It's, it, I'll tell you what it is. It, first of all, it, it's kind of off-putting, because it's slightly... It, you, you become slightly embarrassed. It's a very personal thing to kiss someone... I'm not talking it's about... It's right, just to kiss... Hello. Hi, how are like you? And give someone a kiss on the cheek. That's yeah. different. Completely different thing. When tongues become involved, or there's intense heat and, you know, passion, it's very personal, isn't it? Yeah, because generally, the it.
0: people who start kissing <clears throat> then get sort of inflamed by the whole thing and then they start rubbing <laughs> and their hands away. around their bodies. And yes. I'm thinking, Oh and how how and when you can understand you it when they're drunk out the back here, you get a
2: lot of that. I don't mind if it's in an alley. No. And the girls generally
0: are just about to throw up anyway, so that's fine. I don't mind that <laughs> But it's it's just you're sitting in a pub it's got nothing to do with the fact if, if she said that's obscene, well then she's a homophobe. Or that or whoever said Absolutely. It. But if they said listen to be honest with you, I mean, I just—I'm so. Well,
2: Have they done a lot of kissing? We don't know. No, and also as well, whether it doesn't matter whether they're gay or straight, wherever if they're a straight couple yeah. and they're kissing intently in a public yeah. bar in the middle of uh, wherever it is it? Mean, Christopher was going on about, but it's in Soho. I know. He's, a, like Soho was the gay capital. Uh, yeah, so it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. It wasn't a gay bar, was it? But even in a gay bar, it's. I mean, yeah, I mean it's a bit much. I, I, I've, I see it. Remember, yeah. and I always think, oh come on. Just calm down a bit, because it, t- cause it can go one stage further. You know, people yeah. can just take it... Put that your fingers in your ears, Carl. You don't want to hear this kind of talk. <laughs> far too early at the, la, la, that la, time la, of the morning. La, But that kind of thing. <laughs> but it does. So I just think that even... I don't like it when people do it on the tube. Have you ever seen people do it? Well, you do oh, get on the, well, I do you go, do the go the on tube. the tube, yes. I do go on the tube, yes. The first thing in the we'll morning... We'll do the tube this morning. You're going to work, and you're dressed up, and mm. you're standing there, and you've got your newspaper... And there's two people who have yeah. obviously just got out of bed, yeah. but think they're still in it. I know. And they're doing it, and you're thinking... I'm always amazed that people are still putting their, their lippy on and their eyeliner on the tube. Oh, and people do that all the time. Oh. I don't know how they do it. And yeah, exactly. Get up early <clears> and put your makeup on. But they do it oblivious to everyone else in the carriage. Mm. They're sitting there so intense in that little mirror, you know, doing their eyes. But people do it in cars as well. Oh, it's Dreadful. It really is awful. Um, it's nice to see that you didn't put any makeup on this morning, Steve. Do you not think so? No. You've got I did that. get
0: a bit burnt the other day, and when I get a bit burnt in the sun, yeah. my skin starts drying out like there's no tomorrow. It's rescue cream everywhere. Oh, even moisturiser, you can slap it on. Yes. It's like having a cold. At the moment, he's, he's dribbling with cold next door. Chris. Hay, oh, hay, oh, it's hay fever, is it? Oh, right. Oh, there's a lot of that. Should about. you take Pyroton, then or anything like that? Right, we'll start taking it. Because I saw somebody on the stairs the other day, funny you should mention that, this was two, t- two three days ago, and I said, you're all right. He said, he said, no, hay fever.
2: Mm. Started early. Happen. And apparently, you can get hay fever. It's not something that if you've had it, you get it all the time. It can happen to anybody yeah. at any time. So, you could get hay fever this year. Well, I, I do sneeze, but I don't think it's. You can buy a little mask. I'm thinking of getting him a little mask. Like That's connected to like an oxygen thing.
0: <laughs> and he can put a little mask over his face.
2: That's for emphysema. Oh, is it? That? <laughs> That's a completely different illness. <laughs> and one we don't want to have. Yes.
0: Idiot of the week, as pointed out by the uh, Daily Mirror's Polly today, is Peter Andre. Oh,
2: poor old. Surprise, Pete. surprise. Where is Pete? I think. Peter's
0: in Cyprus at the moment. Is, we know that yes. because Nathan Morley told us yesterday. He's over there, you know, apparently trying to get over just himself, I should imagine. Well, not her still, surely. Oh, no, of course. Has not he got not the know. children with him? Um, no, she's probably filming with them at the moment. No, She'll have to film with them. Really? Well, he actually said, I thought it was really brave of Nicola McLean to speak out last week about her eating disorder. Peter Andre, who, as Polly points out, by complete coincidence, happens to share the same management. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's little Claire again, and Nicola McLean talking... And then posing topless. Stupid woman. You know, there's now as thick as Nicola McLean, I'm afraid. She's, I
2: thought you said Peter Andre was topless. I was saying he's always topless. He's always topless. I
0: mean, 41 years old, but with the brain capacity of a peanut, I'm afraid. I think
2: he'd find that he'd earn much more money if he kept his clothes on. Yes. People are tired of singing. Yes, do it us now. all a favour.
0: It's, it's when he's sort of, he thinks he's a pop singer, and it's just like flogging Is a dead he's horse. really
2: 41. At least. Oh, he can't be. What do you think he is? I don't know. I think he's about fifty. Thirty. No, no, no he's thirty-two. Different. Maybe he's old, thirty-four. Old. How old is she? Sorry, Jordan. How old is she? Well, she's about what mental age or real age? <laughs> Her mental age is seven. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Her business age is sixty-five. though, because yeah. she's a good businesswoman. But I must well, she's have... not. Well, she seems to be. No, she's she not. not. She money, doesn't and... do. Uh, yeah, she might make the money, but she doesn't <laughs> do anything. Well, she it. She doesn't it. write. She, she doesn't do it. it.
0: Yeah, she goes to somewhere, they go, oh, we're actually going to flog some tacky stuff, and we're going to put your name on it. Yeah, that's all right.
2: How much will I make on it? Yeah, how I much will I make? That's the first question.
0: That's it. And they go, well, you know, you can <laughs> brought... Most, most of her stuff doesn't sell. Most of the stuff that we've seen on the television, you know, the uh, the Diamante-covered phone, mm. kind or, of, like,
2: didn't sell at all. I wonder how that shop went. In, in one, uh, one of our programmes, she opened a, one of those come in and see my um, new clothes range, which was oh. compared to Victoria Beckham's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Victoria Beckham went. I do not yeah. think so.
0: Yeah. So, it, I mean, mo- most of it doesn't do very well. The only thing that sells are her autobiographies, which she doesn't write. Uh, the uh, the horse racing <laughs> stuff in pink, which is particularly naff. And uh, that sells. And she, she sells autographs and books
2: and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's
0: a little industry ticking over. A rather nice little industry. Yeah, it's OK. She
2: can afford to go, you know... Flyer business class. She's still
0: and she's still disgustingly tacky.
2: Yes, she is. Isn't it? In it she's, she's so cheap. I must admit, that, and, I, and I do like the program. I and mean, I find it very, very addictive. A bit like watching the news; you can't stop watching it once no. you turned it on. But in in this the last episode, which uh, you haven't seen yet, but you will, um, there is a shot of her mm. with no makeup <sighs> in HD. Yeah, and you look, and for one moment you go, "Oh, darling, you need that makeup." Yes. because she's. You know, she said so much work done, yeah. and so much thing it doesn't quite move. The, the worst
0: thing is, I mean, she's actually admits. Sometimes she laughs at herself mm-hmm. because I can't move this and that. And you think, you know, it it isn't now that you're going to be affected by this. It's later when you're going to start looking like that bride of Wildenstein. Oh yeah, that, oh, that and poor she looks woman. Right. Although poor little Gary and his his little boyfriend. Karen. Gary? Gary, <laughs> Gary and Philip, makeup artist, and <laughs> mm, what do which, you do? Which one's which? Oh, they're both Get- interchangeable, aren't they? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, put it this way: one actually looks like he's wearing full makeup all the time. Who's very wearing, good looking? He's actually quite good looking. But wearing his funny glasses that aren't really glasses—they're no, 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 they're,
2: they're, dress- they're
0: accessories. they its an accessory for him. Which, of course, is very funny because he's, he's going to ruin his eyes completely. <laughs> and and the other one does something with MDF, and we don't know what Still. it does. But they're obviously—he's well, obviously not working. Because they're off on celebrity coach trip. Oh, are they? With Michael Barrymore. So it's a real class job. <laughs> Michael course. Barrymore and Gary and Phil and Lizzie Cundy <laughs> and a couple of ex old has-beens from Big Brother. <laughs> I mean, and that's it. That's it. That's it. And it's always
2: the uh, the couples that get voted off, and I should imagine it'll be Gary and Phil that get voted off. I mean, he's in. He is it, Gary's a makeup artist, I think. He's in it. He's in. He's kind of replaced the boyfriend. Yes. Because she's always got you know her husband. Although if you noticed the one th- I had to say it last week because I was a little slightly disappointed
0: because. He's so boring. What Gary? He doesn't actually have a personality that comes over. There's no sort of fun for. He's just. He's just a camp effeminate makeup artist. Who, who is but a makeup artist? Yeah. That's but there's, no, he does. there's no, no personality it? there. In fact, they're both <laughs> as boring as, as each other. I'm sorry to say that to you, John. But there you go. <laughs> Men or women snogging in public in a gay pub that may be expected and therefore accepted or tolerated in a straight or mixed pub. Some people find it offensive. And uh, personally, I would find prolonged snogging embarrassing. Nervous that the parties might get carried away.
2: And, um, and so... That's exactly what I said, because it can go to the next stage. Does it? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The heat of the moment. Yeah. You know what happens in the heat of the moment, Steve. You end up taking your clothes off. But
0: the trouble is, I just don't... I just don't want to see public... It's like at airports. See you... Oh, that's lovely. Oh, grow up!
2: No, there's that lovely advert. The advert used to make me cry. I think it was for tissues. And it was always, um, a, a, a father... And his mu- and his wife seeing their daughter off, who are going to go and emigrate to Australia. And there's that lovely moment where he gets the gets the husband and says, "Look after her, look after her for me, son." Oh, and you well up. It's very, very moving. Really? Airports can be very sad. Well. People saying goodbye. Exactly, when people you see the price emigrating. of the naff food they trot up there. And how much airport tax you how much pay airport just tax to get on the plane.
0: And then people go, do you want to go to duty-free? And you go, what, what's duty-free about this? It's cheaper
2: on the high street. It is cheaper on the high street. Much streets.
0: cheaper. Don't waste your money, boys and girls. You
2: compare a bottle of vodka or a bottle yeah. of gin with what you can get in the supermarkets today, and it, it's not worth lugging it around. No, absolutely not. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the rubbish that you buy in duty-free... The, oh, I mean, the not, rubbish. Yeah. Great big you know. bags of chocolate. Yeah. Who turns overpriced. up on a plane with a stupid bag of chocolate? I, so you have chocolate in your own countries? I'll tell you what is overpriced. I went to the pictures the other, other day. The and pictures? The pictures, I sorry. went to the pictures. And I was, <laughs> went to the cinema. Oh, OK, the, the cinema. I still the pictures. Mm. Everyone oh, calls... Oh, well, I used to call it the pictures. And I went to see a film whose name completely escapes me because it was a very strange film, but it had Jay Gyllenhaal, and it. it's this source code, it's called. Uh-huh. Very confusing. Cheap to make, Anyway. But what was astonishing about it is I thought I'd had a sandwich and I thought, I think I'll get a little pick and mix because they had a pick and oh, mix thing on there. Oh,
0: God, are you mad?
2: Oh, well, I am now. I went... They give you a carton yeah. and you go up and I thought, well, I'll add some wine gums. Yeah, heavy. Yeah, so I'll put yeah. them in the thing. Well, I had about seven or ten wine gums or uh. something. And then i got those long snaky things yeah. that you chew. Yeah. Two of those in there. And uh, I think, oh, those bananas things. Yeah. Those pr- bananas. A large Coca-Cola, £10.50. Biggest rip-off ever. The
0: Coca-Cola is a syrup, as you know. Water. Cheap, cheap rubbish. And all the sweets, when they say pick and mix, and they have them all over the place. You go to a you know, a, a fate or something like that and they've got the, uh, the pick-and-mix stuff like that and people are happily throwing it in there and they get in there and go, £12. It's and my you, th- you have it. Put it back. Do not pay for it. That's why people go, oh, right, £12. And they hand over a credit card. I'm not surprised. Dubai sweets, ladies and gentlemen. Short break. Quarter to six is the time. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. These are the stories Olympic organisers are trying to persuade Londoners to think about other ways of getting around town during the Olympics. The London Assembly Transport Committee is worried about the pressure an extra five million people could put on the system. David Cameron's written a joint open letter with President Obama to say a future Libya with Colonel Gaddafi is never going to happen, and they say they'll keep up their airstrikes until he goes. And British Airways cabin crew won't hold strikes over Easter now after an agreement between the airline and the Unite Union. Both sides have agreed to hold further talks over the next 28 days. Let's have a check on the uh, roads.
3: J. Louise. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. Well, the M1 is... closed. Sunday evening.
0: Thank you very much indeed. Don't forget, New In Conversation, this Sunday evening is at nine o'clock. And uh, this week, it's the lovely Celia Imry, the even lovelier Christopher Timothy.
2: So, uh, Celia Emery. marvellous. Oh, she's
0: fabulous, she's <laughs> fabulous, she really is. And uh, so that'll be nine o'clock. The repeat at six in the morning this week is Larry Lamb and Michael <clears throat> Feinstein. Larry Lamb and Michael Feinstein. And don't forget, all the LBC cabs are out. Come oh, on, you're very active this morning. Uh, the LBC cabs are out on the, uh, the, str- the streets. In a very funny mood. I'm not yes. with him today. He's not really awake. He came in in
2: a funny mood. He's not quite sure about this hour of the he's, day. He's not
0: sure at this hour of the day. If there's one thing that he doesn't do it's it's early, early mornings, He doesn't yes. do early at he's, all. This is
2: the time. Of, this is the time of day you come in, yeah. not go out.
0: Mind you, he isn't much better late at night. I have to tell you, he, he kind of doesn't have sort of a good particular part of the day. Either day, I, I, whichever way it is, he always looks like he's been dragged through an edge <laughs> backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I that got-out-of-bed look. He does have that sort of towel sort of look. <coughs> he I often wonder if he's ever combed his hair in his entire life. You know, I or whether been... he just sort of runs... Because I don't even possess a comb now. No, do
2: I? I haven't had a comb for years. No. I just use my hands yeah, use run my, hair, my hands through do, my hair. Do you put hand. product on your hair? Actually, I've stopped using product, but I use coconut oil. Oh. Which is wonderful. That's it's a, bit a of It's wonderful. It, you buy it, it's, it looks very surgical. It just says coconut oil on it. Oh, I use coconut cream, but I'm using that for a bit of eczema. Yeah, well, like coconut oil's the same but thing because you use. Wait a it, a bit, he's your, starting on the cake. His scalp. He's starting. I went to
0: patisserie Valerie yesterday, knowing he was on this morning, and yeah. knowing that he's easily swayed with a cake. And so we sort of. T- I bought two strawberry slices. Nice. And two black forest gattos. Are they
2: like cream slices? Yeah. Oh, I love those.
0: It's a bit dry, is it? Let oh, let John have one. Well, certainly, we're not wasting <laughs> it on him. I'm a guest. He's he's elderly. He's had a gastric band <laughs> fitted
2: and got coconut oil and coconut oil, in, oil, my oil hair. in his hair. If <laughs> anything,
0: we'll just be sucking his hair up. Don't you today. think it's
2: shiny? It's ever so good for your hair. Is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well,
0: it my mum used it. Just use an hair. egg. An egg's supposed to be very good. Just take take an egg, beat it up, rub it into your hair, well, and use that as a that was
2: egg shampoo. Was it? And beer shampoo. Do you remember we used to have egg shampoo mm. when we were younger? And, I and beer. Way standing on
0: ceremony, attempting trying to work out how to eat this <laughs> black forest cato without getting his hands covered in cream. <laughs> Just put it all in your mouth at the same time. Don't worry about being posh around it Or
2: driving the program, or yeah. getting it all over the controls. Uh,
0: I was on the train last week, and the girl opposite was cutting her nails. <laughs> I think anybody doing anything like that That's on a train is disgusting. Makeup,
2: fit, then they start combing the hair. You think you might have nits? Yeah, it's just not a nice. Horrible. Thing to do just do it at home. Get up twenty minutes early and come but out of the don't, house people looking people fabulous. Leave it the last minute, but, but I, I, well, I would never do that. It's. I mean, you get up, you you make I can't yourself get time. ready quickly. I'm unbelievably slow. Are you in I... the morning? I, I I wake up,
0: and I like an hour.
2: <laughs> what to come to? Well,
0: an hour to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's an hour because I get up at between two. Yeah, but two o'clock the alarm goes off. So go into the kitchen. Well, first of all, I make the bed. Yes, I'm very good at making. I cannot go out without making the bed. Go to the kitchen. I've already placed the cup in the in the hot water machine. I've got a machine. Okay. You just push a button; it delivers hot water. And so I empty the coffee in there, and but it fills it right two feet. So I have to empty it a bit away. And uh, then I sort of I go back to the bathroom, pick up the shave, and then I go back into the sitting room, sit down in front, do do my tablets, have a shave, and drink drink my coffee.
2: Have a shave in the? Oh, cause you use
0: electric razor. Electric <laughs> razor, yes, yes. No, I take I take a bowl in there, and you know, sh- I wouldn't surprise oh, me with a mirror. Right. And then into the bathroom and get in the shower. At generally, quarter to three. Mm-hmm. Fifteen minutes in the shower, out at three o'clock, just as they they hit the news at three, and uh, get myself ready, and um, and then load up the washing machine. I've so down this morning.
2: You put the washing machine on every day?
0: No, not every day. It's towel day today, so I've put them in there.
2: It's <laughs> the sheets day in the wash. No, I don't do sheets. Clothes. No, you they don't they do go all to that, the do laundrette. Do? No, okay. no, I do mine and hang them outside. You know, and they're lovely. Oh, How common? But I um, white you hang sheets.
0: You hang them outside yes. oh, so
2: people can see them. Well, oh, there's not exactly oh. a crowd. Gathering it's like having a
0: dryer in the sitting room. You pull it up and you hang items up. Oh no! No, I don't do that either. You not?
2: No, I do. I put, my Everything throat... goes
0: to the to, to my laundrette.
2: I don't do laundrettes. I iron really? all my own things. Do you? Yeah. Oh.
0: Do you do crochet and no? Stuff I don't like do that? those sort of things. I clean covers? and
2: I iron. Oh, well, I, I I clean all the time. I clean. Yeah. Constantly cleaning. Yes, I'm
0: I'm I, I'm a yes, I'm sort of a bit cleaner.
2: I'm an O C D on cleaning. I polish taps. And polish the draining board.
0: Somebody said to me, if you really want to polish taps properly and underneath and, r- and get it rid of mm. the lime scale, then um, get an old toothbrush. And that goes
2: round very well. Yeah, or Viacil's very good. That stuff you spray yes, on I've it and then you just wipe and it. And you watch it bubbling and you think, great for the shower head, you know. You just spray that into your shower. Oh, I've
0: got rubber shower head.
2: Oh, well, I've got a rain shower, you see. It's oh. chrome. It comes out the God. ceiling. Oh, right. And you get doused by a rainforest oh. from the Costa Rica. Oh, and then yeah. you spray it and it a shower head from run.
0: BQ, okay, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, and <laughs> it's not, it was not from BQ. Jen and know? Jim are in sunny Dubai listening on our <laughs> iPad 2. Lovely, it's nice, isn't Have it? 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 Haven't, it yet. haven't got mine yet.
2: Where is it? Well, it's, it's been, been dispatched. <laughs> Where from the moon? I don't know, <laughs> it's coming from Mars, I think, this one. <laughs> It'll be iPad 3 before you get it. Well, that I know,
0: one. it's. Um, I just, uh, anyway, Paul in Hampshire says You mentioned people kissing in public. I was once in Butlins and I and I was in the underwater viewing section and uh, and a man and a woman were doing things underwater. Oh, I don't
2: want to know about I know that, that kind of thing. Thank That's you. Going really on very appalling. much.
0: Indeed. The trouble is but people can't control themselves nowadays. No, you they know can't. they're absolutely it's just
2: ridiculous. You know what it is, don't you? It's that old thing that nowadays anything goes and we accept it. It's like the progression with television, not radio, because radio was always stayed. Uh, you know, with important boundaries. But television, you can say anything you like on television, you can do anything you like on television. You can swear, you can have sex, nudity... My friend
0: Rob has to take um, rude words out of pop songs. I think that's the best way to describe it, Rob, isn't it? Just for for purposes of this conversation. So they re-edit the track? They're allowed to have so many words depending on... So they can... I can't even... Well, obviously I can't tell you the words. No. But they're allowed to have, say, two Fs and a B. But they're only, they can only have that at a certain time.
2: Of the day. So
0: you've got to go through the lyrics, because some of these rap
2: Ooh. songs have got just rude words in them. I there. think, um, what's his name? Glaze, the, the, the son of Julio. Enrique Iglesia. Enrique. He's got a song out now that's got an F word in it. Really? Yes.
0: Does that make you street then? Because how many times. You've never turned on the radio, ladies and you know, gentlemen, and heard somebody swearing?
2: No. Because no, there is no. Swe- swe- even swear. though
0: there's a watershed on television where people can say rude things,
2: we never swear. You on don't radio. have
0: that on radio.
2: Because, and anyway, it's not, I don't like swearing
0: very much. In fact, there's not much we do like. We don't like kissing. We don't like uh, affection
2: in public. No, 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 no. I think no it's swearing. just a little bit... Oh, I do like hugging and a uh, cuddle. I think that's lovely. And I love to see people... I love to see people holding hands. Oh, yeah, holding hands, I think, is fine. I don't want to get on the bus, though, in the morning and find people doing tongues or something oh, like no, that. no, 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 no. I'll tell you what was lovely. I, I booked a honeymoon the other day, a very, very nice cruise for a couple. And uh, they met... They said, I said, oh, uh, when are you getting married? And they said, oh, well, we got married in October. But we've been very, very busy. And we haven't really had time to book our honeymoon. But this is where we're going to go. And they're in their 80s. Oh. And it warmed my heart. They were lovely.
0: Not warming your heart recently, isn't there? Yes, I
2: feel like my heart needs warming. Uh,
0: does it? Mm. A lot of sadness. No, no sadness. No, oh, just need heartwarming.
2: Oh, I'm getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning to come and here on a Friday. i I'm not like that Although I heard some sad news <clears throat> yesterday.
0: I mean, I'm, uh, I heard it via my friend Paul Cooper. And it's a guy that I used to know years and years ago, Tony. And uh, he and his wife, Elaine, mm. I used to see all the time because we had mutual friends. Anyway, to not put too fine a point on it, they ended up losing everything um, because of various things. And they got tangled up with things and mm. substances and all. And it just, it was very difficult. But they stayed together. Mm. You know, not easy. They lost their house. They oh, lost everything. They really did lose everything. And I bumped into them a short while ago in Twickenham. Mm and uh you know she's she's holding it all together and he didn't look so good and then i bumped into tony uh a few weeks ago at the train station and he comes into town because he has uh, he gets therapy in town and, also mm. and counseling and stuff like that and then paul said to me the other day said um, he said i heard that tony had died oh just just like that and um and i said well that is very sad that is very sad because you know they've been through so much mm together and you think uh, it's just so unfair he was, it's just so bloody fine he was poorly it? though was he yeah he was poorly yeah i mean mm. he, he can't have been more than 45 46 yes, so if young. that i'm probably doing him a disservice elaine but um so young it is it's a dreadful mm. waste isn't
2: it it is but that it is, happens a, a lot doesn't it yeah but, somebody
0: asked you know, quickly philip salon in
2: or out of hospital. Oh, Philip left a message on my answer machine yesterday, and he's feeling a little bit better. Right. I think there is a, a vigil tonight. And a vigil, which sounds like he's dead. It's not. It's a me- a gathering of the clans yeah. at the, at Eros in Piccadilly tonight, oh. about um, 9 o'clock tonight, and they're going because the, to, to find out who did this and to start going around the stores to Gap and all those places to say, let's see what CCTV you've got. Yeah. Because the police apparently have done absolutely nothing. No. Well... well. Not for the first time, I shouldn't wonder.
0: OK, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll take a break. And then to the side of the news, just trying to think what what's free today. The, the last few days, the Daily Mail, they were offering free packets of seeds. And today is no different. <laughs> it's another packet of seeds today. But because they put their sticker over the front of it, I can't tell you what seeds they are. What Are these be... from, Are these plant seeds yeah. or bird seeds? Yeah, plant... No, not bird seeds. Plant seeds. You can That's grow your own. Here's, uh, as I say, David Hasselhoff, 58... Not all there in the head, unfortunately. I oh, saw no. him on Loose Women yesterday, completely barking mad. Oh, he's
2: normally falling drunk yeah. somewhere in the open an And uh,
0: And he's got his, his little pixie with him. This is some girl he met at one of the Britain's Got Talent things. Oh, right. She's 31. She's model. <laughs> well, she is, because she's bleached blonde hair. So, And uh, he's saying, no, we actually w- 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 you know, want a little bit of privacy. And um, this Miss Roberts uh, idolises Pamela Anderson. And uh, she's already done... Um, topless pictures and everything else, so uh, I'm afraid David, you know, sweet though it might be, darling, she's going to sell you down the river. Okay, it'll happen. You know, the moment it finishes, there'll be stories because this is her, she's 31 for God's sake, this is her, her moment of fame, and, you know, it'll last as long as... As long as
2: chips do now. Well, as long as she be, she's still a- yeah. affected by Baywatch, Absolutely. I'm going to talk about. No, nope, enough, Jones.
0: enough already! Short break for the news. Other side of the news. We'll have. What, we've got to rush for the coffee machine now because you've got to fight the bloke from upstairs because he gets there before we do. Making a big deal about things. Morning, everybody! Friday morning. It's LBC ninety-seven point three. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast, and uh, as predicted on the program, oh, I think more than six months ago. Simon Cowell's company have dropped Joe McKeldry. This is after a lacklustre start to his career. And I'll tell you the reason he's been dropped. The reason I think he's been dropped, he came out. You know, I think that is the problem that it then overshadowed a recording career. The moment that he came out and said, yes, I'm gay, like it was a big surprise for everybody, I think is the day that they went, oh, now he's going to get headlines for that. And you're going to get all the the columnists, all the gay columnists, are going to be, oh, he's so brave to do this and all the rest of it. I don't think brave at all. I think unless it's absolutely necessary, just just keep quiet.
2: Well, yes, I agree.
0: It's it overshadows to discuss
2: it. Your, se- your sexuality anyway. It's nothing to do with it's, people. It's a very small part of your life. Yeah, he says. Perform. Wait till you're singer. established. Yes. Now, Will Young, he came out. didn't yeah. he? I don't know when he came out. Oh, it wasn't screaming from the <laughs> top of a tree. I should imagine. <laughs> yeah, but not long. Ago, not long after he. Yeah. Did he win? Will Young won. Yes, didn't he, he, he won. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, it was yes. Him and Gareth Gates, wasn't it? Yeah. That was Popeye. Yeah.
0: God, those were the days.
2: Those Happy were. days when actually
0: people had some talent on the programme, <laughs> yes. as opposed to now we, we've trawled it and dragged it so far. As somebody said, Simon Cowell's got five new shows starting. Well, actually, it's one new show just with different titles. Britain's Got Talent, you know, X Factor, Extra yeah. it's, it's all the same,
2: the same America's thing. America's Got Talent. They've got that, yes. haven't they? Yes. American Pop Idol.
0: They have them everywhere. India's Got Talent. Of course, Australia. Thailand have talent. It's, they make a fortune licensing. <laughs> I'd love to go to Thailand's
2: Got Talent.
0: Have you never seen it. No, I'd love to see it. Oh, that. well, that's that's the new clip on YouTube to watch. Oh, is it? The girls start singing. Yeah, because they love to sing. Yes, and then all of a sudden she goes
1: li, 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 li.
0: <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> and then I saw you. Oh, it's a sex change. Oh, fab, fab, and the and the judges go. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> that was unbelievable. And she looks beautiful. She's absolutely stunningly beautiful. Lovely. And and they go... and So that's why it's all over YouTube. The Thai singer. That.
2: Because doesn't Danny Minogue do Australia's Got Talent? She's Three. on the panel. She's
0: just a, two of the worst words in the English language. What, Danny, Minogue. Danny
2: Minogue? Danny Minogue. Why? Oh. I like Danny. D- do you? Mm. Can't bear her. I do like Danny. I always thought she was a little bit snooty. Uh, so a, a, one assumes that she hasn't been to see Kylie at the O2. She's been on the O2 all week. What a funny and got today. Very, I? very, very good reviews. For her show, was he in a funny mood? Do you think he's in a funny he's mood? He's definitely in a funny he's, mood. No, he doesn't do mornings. <laughs> well, saying. Not this kind of morning. <laughs> not this sort of morning. It's just as well we do. I think isn't the it? idea,
0: his, his sort of. I mean, even if he started at nine, it wouldn't make Well, <laughs> so, I think, well the, the, the day before he didn't get much sleep
2: at all. Well, maybe he prefers to be up at the crack of noon. Yeah, you know, twelve o'clock. Sh- I rise think he's and he's like shine. most
0: young people; they can sleep for the cu- duvet mm. over the head. I'm not mm. getting up today.
2: I did watch a program once all about that, and apparently, as you get older, you do need less sleep. So I'm obviously only 22 because I need a not, lot more sleep than I get.
0: Yeah, I, I can, I can, well...
2: You like, you, you don't get eight hours a night, do you? Good God, no. <laughs> but you do <laughs> shave before you shower, which is the same as me. We are in a minority.
0: Well, but people shave after the shower. Yes. Oh, dear, no. Uh, Carol says, and this is one that's going to, you know, what annoys you? She says, when you're on a plane and there's a kid behind you who insists on kicking you in the back for the whole journey. Oh, yes. They're always kicking the seat and nobody ever says anything, you know, you should turn around and go, excuse me, do that again, we're throwing you out the window.
2: But you can't, because then you have a row with the parents. That's right, yes. Who hasn't stopped them in the first place, because he's not kicking their seat. (laughs) Of course, if you sit in business class, Carol, the seat behind you is so far away, the child's feet don't reach. Yeah. That's what's worth it for that. But that is annoying when people Yes, do that. it is annoying. Or, well, frankly, that's people pushing against it. You think, excuse me, you're pushing against my seat. Or the people... Instantly, the, the, the plane's um, the wheels are in the undercarriage. Mm. The person in front of you reclines. Yes, and then all of a sudden you've got their head in your lap. Yeah, and the, you couldn't have a meal on it, not that you'd want to eat the no. food, but because there's no room for it to come out. Yeah, Can't bear that. Excuse me, can you put your chair in the upright position? Uh, Winnie says,
0: uh, I went to see Source Code the other day, and I also say the pictures. Well, You're old. No, That's why John old. says, look at the pictures. Well, they are
2: pictures. They're moving pictures. Lammy 's even older than we
0: thought. <laughs> Jenny saw a woman painting her toenails at the bus stop. Ooh. There's no hope is there right at all, I'm afraid. we in mm, January, I, I suspect. I know. Mark the bailiffs off out early this morning, which is good news. We like that idea. And on the front of the uh, Daily Express again, David Hasselhoff and his 31-year-old girlfriend. Uh, she's a shop girl, £6.23 an hour. But she's hit pay her now, love. <laughs> Is it amazing, isn't it? Poor old David Hasselhoff, deluded, mad as a brush. He's 58 at least, and she's uh, she's 31 and she's model, you know. And uh, it's great.
2: She looks a bit simple actually. Yes, she does. Yeah. I must admit. She hasn't looked the brightest penny in the box, but never mind, she's managed to convince him. All the papers are covering Catherine Zeta-Jones today. Every single one yeah. of them has got a piece on Catherine. And I'm a bit of a fan of her, actually. I think she's a very, very good actress. Oh, also- do you? I do, oh. yes. In fact, there okay. were a couple of films which she'd been in, and I thought, well, it, actually, if it wasn't for you, it was, would have been a terrible film. One of them was one of those ones with George Clooney and all those people who were, you know, those sort of um, let's raid Las Vegas type films. She was the best thing in it. And, and this, but um, I tell you what, I, I mean, I know exactly what she means when she says that it's like a dark cloud. Mm-hmm. Because I suffer a little bit from depression. Not badly, like weeks and months and years, but I get short, sharp bursts of it, and it's quite severe. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me like that. I've never suffered from depression too. in my life. I know you haven't. And, and oh. th- thank you. I'm glad. Yeah. It's the most debilitating thing and hard to explain. And You somebody- by yourself? Yeah. Oh, that's why, you see. But it's not, it's not. And you could, it can come about that when you're on a fabulous holiday on a beach in Antigua, it can it suddenly thinks, you know, here it comes, here it comes. And, Mm. and it is like a dark cloud. It's very debilitating. And to try and explain it to someone and they say, what have you got to be, people go, what are you miserable for? Why are you miserable? And it's, you're not miserable. It's as if something else takes over your personality and you change completely. It's hard to get out of the bed in the morning. To get out of the house sometimes is takes every will in your body. Really? Oh, yeah. So I know exactly how she feels. But bipolar has become quite a trendy thing to have. People talk well, about... it's because it was called depression.
1: Yes, which is...
0: And now they call it bipolar. Why? So why? Well, Gary... Um, uh, sorry, Robbie Williams, bipolar. And then Christo did a piece on it the other day after the Catherine Zeta-Jones uh, was announced that she'd gone in... Uh, to be sort of sorted out, she got in for arrest and everything else, mm. and somebody was saying, they had an expert on, and he said that bipolar people generally were more intelligent, and I said, well, I'm going to have to watch the Kerry Katona programme a little <laughs> bit more carefully, because I've seen no evidence of this at all, because she's also bipolar, but then she shoved half of the drug uh, yes. cartel up her nose, and that so I'm not help. sure whether or not she's bipolar, or she's just made it up to cover over the fact that she does drugs. And if you have done drugs, it does, it yes. can affect you. Well, it that. stays with you forever, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Isn't it like yes. being an alcoholic? That They say, you know, I've been clean from drugs now for ages... But in fact, you could you could be back on it very quickly,
2: very very quickly, yeah. and it would be easy. And the effects of the drugs, which have got very great highs and great lows, can cause mm. a bipolar situation. Strangely
0: enough, for Catherine Zeta-Jones, uh, on hearing this news, her parents have flown over to see her, mm. and, and we're told here they're a very close knit family, and they were shocked to hear of her illness. So obviously, they're not that close because they weren't aware of it till it came out in the newspapers. More on that in a moment. First of all, these headlines with Holly Ford.
2: A new reports found the tubes and buses may struggle. Monday to- morning from
0: ten. Morning, everybody. 19 minutes past six is uh, the time. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. A chauffeur's wife is facing jail. Uh, she's another swindler. Her name's Jennifer Baden. She blew this cash on holidays, shopping sprees, and she pretended for ten years to be a single parent, whereas, in fact, she wasn't. How much did she get out of the system? <sighs> 75,000 quid. 75,000. 75,000. And the judge bailed her, but sentenced her on May the 10th and said Her swindling crimes were serious matters could result in prison. To be honest with you, I couldn't give a forex about prison or anything <laughs> nice like that. We want our money back. So you go mm. in there and you take everything that she's got.
2: Yes. So as simple as that.
0: I'm sorry, your television's going, your house is going to be sold, everything. Couldn't care less what happens to you after that, love. Send
2: in the bailiffs. Yeah. In fact, there was a, there was Send a story... Send Mark in it and go and sort <laughs> them out. <laughs> Mark will do it. He's up. Oh, on, this is actually an older story. It's from Tuesday. And it, and it quite shocked me. And it was a very, very small bit in the Evening Standard. And it said, this couple... Uh, Had suffered six miscarriages Mm -hmm. and they were desperate for a child. And eventually, they went on to a a website and found a surrogate mother. Mm. They paid £10,000 and halfway through her pregnancy, she changed her mind. Mm. So, I'm not giving you the baby now. Which, of course, she's entitled to do. Yes, but she, of course, can because she's carrying the child. Mm. And now they've been told that they've got to pay £568 a month in maintenance to that child. Yes. But... And the mother's claiming benefits as well. Oh, the mother's already on benefits. Yeah, she's already on on benefits, benefits, yeah. And and the couple have said, you know, this woman had no intention of ever giving that baby. It was just a meal ticket. It was like a job. Let's earn some more money. What, it's for so simple to years. cheat the
0: system here now, and the chances are that you won't ever get caught for years and years and years, by which time just transfer the money abroad and uh, nobody will ever get it back. Whereas I want to be draconian. I want to go round there. I want to take everything out of their house the car, everything. Oh, well, that was. Pe- I couldn't care less. I'm terribly sorry. You know, where do you think her money was coming from? 75 grand?
2: Hello? You see, what we need is an island. And what you do is you eventually say, you can't pay the money. Okay, give us your passport. You're no longer British person British citizen, mm. and you'll go to. An island, a specific island. We could all send everybody there, and you just say It's called Australia. <laughs> it's called Australia. We did that once, didn't we? Yes. But perhaps not Australia now, because i will get very, very upset with us. No, let's send, <laughs> let's send
0: them to Australia. Let's send them to Australia. There must
2: be an island we could create yeah. somewhere. And just send them there and make them stay there for two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a pensioner who faces having to sell his home after losing a legal battle
0: with his next-door neighbour over five inches of land. Taxi driver Ian Chisholm put up a six-foot wooden fence between the two properties, while his neighbour, David Roberts, and his GP wife, Dr Lorraine Foreman, were away on holiday. When they returned, they asked him to lower the fence or remove it, and the two families became locked in this bitter land dispute. Anyway, they go to court. He's been ordered to pay almost £20,000 in legal fees, which he says he'll have to sell his house to fund. Uh, Mr Chisholm, who lives with his wife, Theresa, in Paynton, wept... As he told how the ordeal had left him severely depressed and faced financial ruin. He said, we were hoping for a nice retirement. Mm. And um, I didn't... And because we didn't have the money for a solicitor, we might end up losing our home. That's the trouble. When you have these neighbourly disputes... You know, it it
2: unfortunately causes all sorts of problems. It does, and we've seen television programmes of it, yeah. where they follow people and... and, and uh, it's Normally about it's about boundaries, yeah. fences, or trees. or... trees. 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 Trees are the worst. Yeah, and and people then say,
0: I'm not doing this, and I've seen them on the television arguing about it, mm. and then, you know, all of a sudden, it's a case of, right, I'm taking you to court, and you think... Don't go to court. This can cost thousands and yeah. thousands of pounds. Unless you've got serious money sitting in the bank, it's, it's an, in your best interest to actually get on with your neighbours. I know a lot of people say, I don't even know who my neighbours are. But you have to, because, you know, if you go to court, like in, the, in this retired couple's case, £20,000 legal bill, and you can sit there till, you know, you're blue in the face. You will pay it. Otherwise, they will, you know, take yeah. you to court
2: and actually- again. If it is a dispute that you really, really can't, can't get to go try for arbitration, where you sit round a yeah. table and an arbitrator makes the decision for you and listens to both sides. Yes. It's less costly. Uh, Nigel in Chesterfield is uh, off to Kenya for two weeks, but he's <laughs>
0: podcasted, so he's got those to keep him company. And uh, Andy Julian Debs, good painless run for Sunday's London Marathon. We're going to have people pounding the streets and... Everybody... Oh, that old bloke died the other day. Do you remember the one... Who was supposedly 102 and kept running the marathon. yeah. yeah. Well, it turned out he, he wasn't 102. Wasn't he? He was only 90-something. Because oh, was he, still pretty he looked, good. He no, was still pretty good. But yeah, he I actually didn't have uh, any proof of how old he was. So I think they just made up the fact that he was fairly old. <laughs> fairly old. Which he was, but he, he did die. Uh, Nick Ferrari this morning. Alison Rudd is in doing the uh, papers today. And uh, Nick will be discussing the demolition of the iconic Haygate Estate in Southwark. And uh, due support a nurses' strike. Plus, of course, uh, the typhoon pilots grounded due to a shortage of aircraft spares, which means that the pilots can't practice and keep their skills up to date. And he's going to be talking, strangely enough, about public displays of affection. Now, whether or not this is in light of the uh, the story which is running on the news at the moment about the gay couple kicked out of the pub in Soho because they were affectionate, I don't know, but uh, that'll all be with Nick Ferrari this morning. And the Groundhogs are playing at Borderline Greek Street tonight. Kiss for John. And that's from Olive, Tony McPhee's sister. So there you go. The Groundhog's playing at Borderline in Creek Street. So it's all going on at the moment, isn't it? It's all going on. 84850, steve at UK. And now you're being told that uh, roads could be closed for the Olympics. And can you find an alternative way of getting around? Big surprise there.
2: I don't understand. They're digging up Piccadilly. They've been doing it for God knows how long. In fact, there was a, a thing about uh, the, the Rule. You know that street where Rules is, the oldest restaurant mm. in London? Oh, that That, that, one. that was the... the, the Doing all the pavements there, and apparently yeah. uh, they said, "Oh, it'll only take 13 weeks." Well, now apparently it's going to take 26 weeks. Yeah, because and there was a lovely picture actually in the paper last night of one of the workers in his truck, sound asleep in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, that's why it's going to take 26 weeks because they're half asleep. Yeah, but there are there God, is a Carl, lo- How boring! A lot of roadworks going on around London. Everywhere yeah. you look.
0: Hmm.
2: Why are we doing that?
0: <laughs> Sorry. They <Don't> <laughs> do it themselves. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I've got um, to
2: say, good luck to Jeremy. Actually, Jeremy Joseph who's who, running the uh, who's running the marathon. We've already raised yeah. sixty thousand pounds. Wow! Since he started, a lot of money around. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. Lot there of will money.
0: be a lot of people. You know, it. Katie Price is not running in the marathon. Uh, she did her knee in. Didn't she didn't stop her going to Thorpe Park and going on a roller coaster. But there you go. Never let it spoil a good story. Yes. She is going to be giving some money to the marathon, but uh, just as well she didn't do it. We don't want somebody overshadowing her. A decent event. No, because
2: there'd be cameras following her, wouldn't there? And yeah. whole programme's been made up for it. It's all about doing things for charity. But she has matched all the bids that she got in for oh. her run, didn't she?
0: Yes. Uh, Alan Titchmarsh dug in yesterday and defended his decision to conti- continue using peat. Because <coughs> apparently people are saying, don't use peat. Why? Well, they say it puts thousands of species at risks, uh, at risk. And so he said, I'm going to carry on until they found an alternative. I didn't know there was... I've never even heard of this one before. Peat's the stuff that they burn, isn't it? Isn't no, peat? they put it on gardens, yeah, no. You can burn it, I yeah, suppose. Irish peat is the yeah. best, isn't it? Apparently, we generate greenhouse gases and our carbon footprints are a size 13 welly. And um, he says, whilst never using pure peat, he says, do I use it in compost? Sometimes. The great advantage of peat is it's stable and lacking in any kind of plant toxin. So, friends of the earth, Craig Bennett says, it's wrong to use peat in any circumstances. You should take a trip to see how peat bogs have been trashed. Well, frankly, I don't think we have many round our way in Twickenham, peat bogs. <laughs> we certainly but, don't uh, have many. There are people who make huge livings <coughs> out of out of peat. They mm. go out and cut peat for burning and for for doing everything. And I'm assuming we've got tons of it. I use over in Ireland.
2: Do you use manure? No. Well, I use a little no. bit of manure. And actually, the thing about it is, you put you can get you can get you know those bags of earth now that's got manure in it. You put it in the ground. Of course, when it rains, it can be a bit smelly in yeah. your garden. It's a bit woofy, but your plants come up lovely.
0: Yeah, I bought some tomerite the other year, and I've only just realised now I bought diluted tomerite. Because mm-hmm. so I thought it was actual tomerite, I thought it was very good value, two for 12 quid. And they were huge, like sort of two litre things, and it's diluted tomerite. I bought completely the wrong stuff, so I've just poured it on the plants, and yeah, I'll wait to see if it works. Yeah, but I like to buy my own tomerite and well, pour it in the water. Yeah, put it in the water But this is already mixed. Very strange. Okay, we'll take a, a short break, and then we'll tell you about drink driving. Because apparently spring is the worst time of year for drink driving. What well, any time of year is bad for drink driving. You've only got to come through London in the early hours of the morning to realise there must be thousands of drivers out there who are definitely over the limit.
2: LBC 96...
0: Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to 7. Wish Helen a happy birthday, please. Another Steve Allen Powell, says Noreen. So, uh, Helen, have a very, very happy birthday for today. They don't tell me your age, but I'm assuming you're under 21. It's a very young name, Helen, isn't it? Yes, is And uh, off to uh, loose Women today, says Noreen, taking 18 OAPs. Just make sure everybody's been to the toilet, OK, before you go in. And Bill in Battersea has returned from Scotland and he found a coaster mm. with Numpty written on it. Oh, I love it. A Numpty coaster. How and a Numpty wonderful. is a bumbling fool who is intellectually challenged. There you go. Widely known in Scotland as a member of the Scottish Parliament. Mm. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed, Bill, for that. That's fantastic. That. Very, very... Uh, it's good that your word has much. gone
2: north of the border. <laughs>
0: well, yes, we do have people in Scotland listening to <laughs> the programme. Yes, and in Kuala Lumpur. Always, always intrigues me. Um, yes, well, in you know, just about everybody, everywhere around the world. What, what do you
2: think of the, uh, the lion sculptures that are going to be outside the Tower of London? Did you see them? No. There's the lion, look. They're making lions, oh, right. elephants. Because uh, originally they did have They had a zoo animals. there in the moat. Yes, in the moat. Yes. Uh, in the moat. In yes, in the moat, in the moat yes. So there's no water. No, Cause... no, no. Ah, Yes. No, it was in there. So they're going to reinstate them, obviously not real ones. During the war, they used to have gardens in the moat. <clears throat> Lovely. Like a
0: market garden
2: kind of thing. Well, so they're growing vegetables. A bit yes, like a, yes. I a, you know, a, what's name? But
0: there was a great programme on the telly yesterday, which was a group of pensioners who'd lived in this block of flats in Liverpool. Liverpool. And then they'd gone back 40 years on to see what had happened to their block of flats. And he said the difference was, in those days, he said when you read about kids standing on street corners now... He said, feral kids. They call them feral kids because the parents appear to be nowhere to be seen. Hmm. He said, on our estate in Liverpool, he said, we knew everybody, he said, and they knew us. Hmm. So they'd say, "Uh, Johnny, where's your, what are you doing out here? Where's your mum? Yeah. Mrs. Johnson, Johnny's down here. And he said, it was like that. He said, it was really, really interesting. But but not like that now. No, No, they actually went back there and they went into one of the flats. They saw a guy coming out and they said, is it, we used to live here 40 years ago. Can we have a look at your flat? And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they went in with the, with the film crew, mm. and they go in there, and, um, and they go, oh, my goodness, look, you've enlarged the kitchen. This was this small room here. Because people had moved into a flat, and they'd come out of accommodation where they didn't have running water. Or bathrooms. Or ba- so she said, no. to actually turn on a tap and get hot mm. water or cold water was, was amazing. Yeah. I remember
2: kind of that when we moved from where we lived originally to our first uh, masonette in Hampstead. Mm. And, and we had all of those mod cons like central heating. Yeah, didn't have things like that.
0: Well, I remember when. It, there we go. This is the age thing again. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we had central heating put in in our <clears throat> house, and we uh, most houses didn't have it. In fact, you still there's still houses now that do not have central heating, and we had it put in, and we had a. For the life of me, I can't remember if we had a boiler, I suppose we must have done, but I remember the, the radiators coming in and this copper piping mm. everywhere, and nobody attempted to cover it up. Now people paint it and it's in the walls and it's all hidden yeah, and stuff course, like that. A... In those days it wasn't because it was done as an extra. And, we had set,
2: and the moment that central heating went on, I thought we were like sitting in a sauna. <laughs> yeah, well, it was like a sauna. Yeah. But I think we were healthier before. Oh, absolutely. It's only now. As your mother cold, used to say, if, if, if
0: you're cold, put a jumper on.
2: Yes, but, yeah, absolutely. And that's the way to keep the, the price of your electricity and yes. gas bills down. Yes. Yeah. I didn't have, uh, in my house where I, when I bought that house, um, there was no electricity. Uh, no, there was electricity. But no there was walls, no, no roof. <laughs> there was no... No garden. There was no carpet, no kitchen, just no. a sink on the wall. Yes. And it was only that I... And I put in uh, central heating. Our house in Yorkshire, we didn't have... We
0: had a big kitchen at the back. Mm. It was a very old house built in 17, whatever it was, the one with the secret tunnel and the servants' quarters in the roof. And there was a big kitchen at the back, and all it had was a sink, and the the oven was an arger type thing. Yeah. That's all we had. It was like a range, and everything was. And then there was a big laundry room to the side of that, but stone walls. I mean, it was all added as an extra.
2: Yeah, because that would have had a mangle and a
0: boiler. It did have a mangle, yes. And And we had a a copper. A copper. Yeah. And then eventually we got the electricity put in, and that, of course, changed our lives. Yeah. <laughs> As you say, for fortune and candle wax. It's amazing, you know, how we've moved on. But the Addressed. one thing that these pensioners said about the estate was the fact that children didn't get into trouble in the way that they do now. And they're horrified by the way that children now carry knives in certain parts of London. Stupid children. Rather, you know, mm. in, uh, lacking in intelligence, you know, because that's their way of being big and strong. He said, "In our day, he said everybody knew everybody on the estate, and it made you feel part of a belonging." He said, "All your
2: school friends lived on the estate." Yeah, Uh, but you were part of a community. Yes. So when you went, I'm going out to play. You knew that Steve was there, and Carl was there, and Jim was there, and we were all playing, and we didn't play with none. Was there?
0: Carl definitely wasn't there. (laughs) I remember. Maybe not Carl. But 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 then your mum would look
2: out for you, and and of course, or my nan. Yes. See, when when we moved from houses to a place, often whole families. And mm-hmm. we'd move together. So, in fact, when we first moved, I had, my nan and my grandfather were in one flat, and yeah. my Aunt Joyce was in another, and then Jan and Sandra were in another, and we were in one, and so we were in a row. Ooh. So we bought a community with us, and everybody else was in the same situation. We did the same for my auntie Enid. We all moved and left her. And
0: (laughs) just to make it more interesting for the rest of the family... But that's because you're wicked and vile. That is true, actually, yes. Just to to reiterate again for the umpteenth time, just in case you've just woken up and you're just setting off on your journey, don't do the M1. No. Because it looks like it's going to be closed for the rest of the day. This is after a fire in a scrapyard, and... um, it's, it looks like, so what they're doing, they're diverting people. It's between junctions one and four, so at the beginning of it, forget uh, it. Yes,
2: so if you're thinking of going to Brent Cross today, I'll yeah. give it a miss and go tomorrow. Yes. Because that is right at the bottom of the junction of the M1. Yeah. And also the North Circular Road both ways yeah. and onto the A1 at Staples Corner will be horrendous. Yeah, so if you're
0: thinking of leaving early, my advice is leaving even earlier than you think you should leave, mm. just to make sure. So just to remind you again, the M1 is completely closed because of this fire in a scrapyard. These things are sent to try us, ladies and gentlemen. And it's certainly going to try us this morning, I should imagine. Uh, Frankie Boyle. It's, <laughs> I do like Frankie Boyle. Sometimes he's very cruel and he's very wicked and he's very vile. But then, you know, in this day and age, you've got to smile at some things. And he says here, the son interviewed Simon Cowell's mother. She's worried about his health and wants him to slow down. <laughs> she said, what the hell is going to happen to him? All he does is sit in a chair pulling faces. All he has to fear is the wind changing. He said, "You've really got to look at yourself when the fact that your mother loves you is headline news, and it's true."
2: But it's nice. That he, he just makes cares. faces. All right, so he gets on planes, but he's he's making a fortune doing it. Of course, he is. And he has got five programmes that he's yes, and a new one coming out. Yes, I think, a completely different type of thing called Black and Blue or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, he's, he's at that point. Remember, it wasn't very long ago that Simon Cowell had nothing.
0: Oh, he was, he was auditioning to be a presenter
2: yeah. on a yeah, show. I've yeah. seen the audition. Nothing at all. And yes. so he's done so well. He doesn't want to lose it. And he wants to keep that rolling, that money, that, that, mm. that kind of... He's, he's quite very
0: powerful, isn't he? Of course he, he is, because he, <clears> can, <throat> he can make people. On the other hand, somebody like Joe McEldry, you know, if they're dropped, all of a sudden you disappear Joe. and you fall off the edge.
2: See, that's because his album didn't sell very well.
0: Well, it didn't sell very well because the fact that he sort of came out... The, the excuse was, Gary, uh, by certain columnists that somebody was going to sell a story on him. I don't believe that at all. I believe there's a lot of gay columnists out there who think, let's just put that in, mm. you know, and draw it out because it's a story. And so, also, you know, that's how, how they do it. And they go, oh, you know, so-and-so came out to me like it was some big deal. Yeah, I'm sure Joe McKeldry
2: really wanted to come out in the press. But also as well... If you think how powerful Simon Cowell is, mm. you know he practically brought ITV back to life. Yes, with all his programs. Oh, yeah. If if they, if he, one of his uh, his people like Joe, if he could easily, if there was a story, go go to the newspapers and say, "Don't print that." Yeah, don't print that. Yeah. Or oh, you'll never get access to any of our programmes ever again. Absolutely. I yes. will forbid you ever mm. to report on the You won't get any press releases, again. you'll get nothing. And no-one will, everyone no. will go, no, no problem, no problem, no problem.
0: Yeah, strange enough, Jedwood, who came sixth,
2: are the ones who, uh, they
0: said, have earned £3 million last year. And Joe McKeldry, who won, supported them at uh, at a recent yeah. festival, to these two silly little boys who jump around. Who can't sing. Who can't sing for Toffee, no. but are representing Ireland, which shows what a complete joke the programme must have been. But become. we've
2: got blue, though. Well, the song's not bad. I, I haven't heard the song. It's not bad, it actually. A, uh, I cannot Easter forgive weekend. Anthony
0: Costa for what he did to the Cashpoint machine down there. What did he do? He was very drunk one night and decided that he thought it would be very funny. What, to, here? to wee over... Yes.
2: Oh, very naughty. And yes. You shouldn't be doing that. No, absolutely. I mean, if you're desperate, then go up, you know, maybe yeah. an alley somewhere, but not with someone where he people did it are going there. to use.
0: Unfortunately, there's a pub directly opposite, and they saw him doing it. You think, we don't want that kind of thing. No. We really don't want that. That's very, very silly. But uh, they they do an interview today Mm -hmm. with a man who got his first break in a talent show. And he's 84 now. I think 84. Yes, 84. And he loves Britain's Got Talent. Right. Who do you think it is? Now then, now then. Jimmy Jimmy Savile. He's 84 and he loves Britain's Got Talent. Because he used to fix it for people. Now then, now then. We've got somebody here who's, you know. Good old Jimmy Savile. That's and right. used
2: to run the marathon.
0: That's right, he did. Every year. Yes. And raised a lot of yes, money yes, over yes, the yes. years. It's not quite like Jim will fix it. I used to have a producer who went on it once. She wanted to be on the uh, on the programme. So he said, I've got my first break. It's why I love Britain's Got Talent. The reason they're doing this is because it's, uh, it starts again on Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Now I mentioned that the M1's been uh, completely closed between junctions 1 and 4. This is because of this fire under the M1 between junctions Two and three, joining us now from London Fire Brigade, Dave Bird. Morning, Dave. Good morning, Steve. So, are you actually there? I am at the scene, yes. So, what, can you just describe what it is at the moment? I mean, how, how, how far down the line are we with clearing?
3: Um, what we've got at the moment is a fire in a scrap metal yard in Ellesmere Avenue, Mill Hill. We've got eight fire engines in attendance, uh, containing approximately 40 firefighters. Um, there are reports of an unknown quantity of gas cylinders that uh, may or may not be involved, and this is causing us some concern. Um, the brigade were called, as you may, may know, at 12 minutes past four this morning. Uh, substantial progress has been made, and crews are still working hard to extinguish the fire.
0: So how long are we looking in, in, in real terms, the M1 being closed for?
3: I'm afraid I'm not able to say at the moment because the fire operations are still fairly dynamic um, and the fire has not been extinguished. Um, gas cylinders to, do present a projectile hazard and these will need to be cooled and made safe before the uh, motorway can be reopened.
0: Right, so in other words, you know, just to tell people who, who use that motorway every day, it's not going to be open within the next two or three hours, is it?
3: I would suggest that that won't be the case.
0: Right, so we're obviously looking at at something a lot longer here. But presumably, until you've dampened everything down, the whole area's got to be almost sealed off, hasn't it?
3: What we've got, we've actually got a hazard zone in place, which has meant the fire is uh, obviously close to the motorway, but also close to a residential area. Um, We have actually uh, evacuated 45 local residents from their homes. They're currently in the care of the ambulance service, and the local authority are setting up a temporary rest centre for them in a local school Uh, I can't tell you that
0: much. Right. Well, listen, good luck with it. It's Obviously, it's going to cause absolute disruption around there, isn't it, Dave, today, I would think?
3: Uh, uh, Obviously, the police are dealing with, along with the highways agency, will be dealing with the M1, and the uh, railways are also affected somewhat, but the railway service will be dealing with that as well.
0: Excellent. Dave Bird, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Dave Bird from the London Fire Brigade. So the advice is, don't go anywhere near it. Because, A, they've got all these gas cylinders there, Uh, they've got enough uh, men down there, so avoid the area, take the advice, keep listening to LBC's travel service, and uh, we'll try and get you there uh, as quickly as possible. But set off a little bit earlier and follow all the directions. (laughs) News headlines this morning, it's Holly Ford. A new report found the tubes and buses... Biggest
1: conversation...
0: Morning, everybody. Nice to have you, company. So don't forget that there's a big problem on the M1. Avoid the area. The fire brigade have said, well, they they can't give you a time when it's going to be opened again, but I think you're probably looking at most of the day, depending Mm. on how long it takes to dampen down the fire and to actually sort out all the uh, the problems in this scrapyard, which has got all the gas cylinders And they've evacuated
2: the area, haven't they? Uh, Mm. Surrounding it. It must be a very big fire to have that many fire engines and 40 firefighters. Yeah. Yeah. Quite dangerous.
0: Yes, I would think Mm. so. I would think so, too. So, just be careful, listen to the advice on LBC, and we'll make sure we get you there in one piece. Guess who's opening a new shop? The Earl of Sandwich.
2: Sandwich?
0: Of course. His famous ancestor uh, invented the sandwich, and uh, so he's going to open a sandwich shop. He's 68, the first shop in the UK next week, and among hot sarnies he will sell is the 1762 original, made for his great 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 granddad the fourth Earl of Sandwich. It's made with roast beef, cheddar cheese and horseradish. Oh, I like that. And it was brought to him... Sorry? Is it... Tastes a bit off if it's that old, I know. But it's it's going to be opening on Ludgate Hill. Hmm. That'll be useful. Ludgate Hill, which is just down well, near is, St Paul's. Near St Paul's, yes. So the Earl of Sandwich's shop, But uh, roast beef, cheddar cheese and horseradish. I'm not sure about cheese and beef. I'm not sh- Oh, I don't know about... Well, that was the first one because he was playing cards, wasn't he? He said, oh, bring me something that keeps me going. He didn't have to leave the table. Oh, so
2: he put him cheese and meat, which is obviously whatever they had there Yes, in the, well, they would the have the had thing.
0: big sides of beef, I yeah. suppose. <clears throat> so there you go. And so
2: he put it between two pieces of bread. And yes. became a sandwich. Yes. Why is it, where's this word sand come from? Well, it
0: doesn't, it's because he's the Earl of Sandwich. They said, what should we call it? Let's call it a sandwich. Oh, OK. Yeah, so great. the word, is, so it doesn't mean anything. No. It just means it was en- it's invented named after by him. him. Yes.
2: So if you'd have invented it, it would have been called an Allen. Yes. And we're actually going to have um, a roast beef Allen, please.
0: Yes. Can right. we have a roast beef Allen? Is that a traditional one? Thank <laughs> you. It doesn't quite sound the same as a sandwich. It's because no. over the years you've got used to using yeah. the word sandwich, which I quite like.
2: There's a, there's a nice story in here about um, uh, candle sconces. Oh. And uh, they, oh, were candle left be- sconces. they were left behind uh, in a house clearance in Stratford St Mary in Suffolk. Oh, right. But the silver wall-mounted candle holders... Happened to be made during the reign of King Charles II. So
0: you're looking uh, at the 17th century.
2: Yeah, and they were spotted by an auctioneer, and they were valued at between six and eight thousand. But after a bidding war, they went for eighty nine thousand five hundred and forty pounds at an auction in Colchester. How amazing! They're rather lovely, actually. But I'm sure that you could get a good replica. I mean, they're nothing yeah. special. Yes, but it's, it's... Yeah. But the fact that they were made that it, at yeah. that period of time...
0: They were looking at... I, I bought a, a National Trust DVD box set the other day, looking at about ten National Trust properties, mm. and one of them uh, was owned by the Rothschilds. But they only used it this huge mansion, which looks like it should have been in the Loire Valley. Mm. They used it about seven times a year to take people down there and show them all his treasures. And you look at it and you think... God, these people had money. No... The house to build cost, in those days, all of it, about 1.3 million.
2: Yeah, but what, how long ago was that?
0: Well, this was in the 1600s. Oh, well, 1700s. then that's like £150
2: million now. Absolutely.
0: And, oh, you probably couldn't even build it today.
2: Well, they can't build them like that, can they? That lovely David Dimbleby programme. Well, I wish they would, when I went to
0: Hove the other day, and to be honest with you, they put up some ghastly properties on the seafront.
2: Ugly. They shouldn't do it. They, should they, should they were going to build two huge towers yeah. at Hove by the swimming baths there. Oh, yes, that's massive where we massive were from. Towers. yes, Because yeah. yes. uh, my, my friend Jeff, he lives on that well, corner my of that road. Well, my friend
0: Daryl's got the place just down with his his mum and dad's place. Oh, well, on that road? Yes, it's on the same road. Literally two... The the next junction down on the right. Oh, well, then that's where where Jeff is. Yes, Jeff's on the corner, opposite the swimming pool. That's That's where we started
2: walking from. He's in Viceroy Lodge. I walked all the way from there up to the pier and back. That's a great walk,
0: though. Certainly is, and that's why I'm slim and (laughs) gorgeous and attractive. (laughs) Uh, A burger with cheese in a bun is no different to beef with cheese in a sandwich, says David and Katie. Well, that's true. The trouble is, you are quite right, actually. It's just that when we think of sliced beef, Mm. you don't think of putting cheese with it. And yet, you're right, a burger... A cheeseburger is roast yeah. beef and and more. Oh, cheese.
2: Cheeseburger now, so could I?
0: Andrew in Teddington says, "Wish us luck, Steve." My partner and I are doing a 125 mile non-stop canoe race from Devizes to Westminster on Easter Saturday. We pass through Twickenham. I'm waving. Even as I speak, I'm waving. That's quite a for distance, you. isn't it? Jermaine uh, says, uh, "Happy birthday to my son Eden in Waltham Forest." Lots of love from Mummy, Daddy, and all the family. Uh, Abby Barrett in West Wickham. Good luck for the dance show tonight at the Michael Croft Theatre in Dulwich. That's from Jane. And Mary tells me a lot of Irish farmers still use peat from the bogs to fuel their cooking ranges. Mm. Well, of course, they would do, wouldn't they? They've used peat for hundreds of years. Have you ever been to Ireland? No. I have. No. Oh, I'm Irish. Even though, here. I was uh, <laughs> born on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and that's more than Actually, Ireland. We're all, I asked... Um, I keep forgetting his name next door. Carl, Carl, um, what star sign you
2: want? He's Piscean the same as me. Who is he? That explains a lot. You both drink a lot, do you? (laughs) A couple (laughs) of fish. I don't don't think so. Oh, is that what Piscean's supposed to do? Piscean's a bit... Oh, right. Whereas I'm a Gemini with a split personality, you see.
0: Oh, right. Mm. Is that what... Oh, well, that explains even more, doesn't it, I suppose. Um, uh, John Travolta pictured in the uh, papers today. No particular reason, just out there. And uh, X Factor brat. I'm still desperately hoping for something. Cher Lloyd fancies herself as the new Simon Cowell. Okay. One of the papers today is saying that uh, Frankie Sanford from the uh, the Saturdays mm. is going to be the new judge on the X Factor. She's not, and so. uh, and they're saying she's very obviously she's <coughs> excuse me got an agent who's pushing the story out that Was she's that very Frankie. Friendly.
2: Yeah, yeah I like She's quite sweet, actually. She's quite sweet, she is, frankly. She is very feisty.
0: Yeah, but the trouble is they don't want feisty. They don't want feisty on the X Factor. Uh, they don't want that at all. And, in fact, whoever posted the story, you've completely... You know, they'll be looking at that going, she's got the word desperate stamped all over her. No more time this morning to be desperate or otherwise. So we wish you a pleasant weekend. Good luck for the marathon. I'll be having exhausted people, no doubt, texting me on Sunday saying, "We've yes. done it, we've done it, we've done it." Although you probably won't during the duration of the program. Uh, John will be back
2: this next week. Yes, please don't buy plants. It's too early for your garden.
0: <coughs> I know it is too early, but you have you can't resist the garden centres no, because I love it. Three weeks to the hanging baskets. The Allen household gets the hanging baskets in three, three weeks. weeks. Don't forget, new in conversation, nine o'clock this Sunday. Don't forget to podcasts. They're all available and uh, this podcast will be up a little bit later on. Nick and the team will be here after the news at 7. lot to talk about this morning. Don't forget the M1 closed. First of all, the business update with Holly Ford.
3: The cost of being a tenant increased.